where uh, the temperature outside just goes all over the place and never know. So uh, let's open up with a word of prayer and we'll get started. Father God, uh, as we just come to this time, Lord, uh, to hear from your word, Father, I just uh, pray that our hearts are just open. God, we are entering into uh, a new month, God, in our calendar. And, and Lord, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just me, but it always, anytime there's a start to something, um, it always just feels like one of those moments where, hey, maybe if I've messed up, maybe if I've, I've been struggling with something, it's like, hey, here's, here's a moment to kind of kick things back in gear. And, uh, so God, just, just help us to have an attitude of renewal with you. Lord, you tell us to renew our mind. Um, God, and so I pray that we're doing that. I pray that we're growing in our maturity, our spiritual habits, God, and that we are uh, allowing you to transform us uh, into the likeness of Christ so that we're making an impact for the kingdom of God. We love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. So I, I don't know why uh, I picked November, but I just thought that was a good month to talk about thanks. Um, seemed fitting for, for some weird reason. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, love, I love Thanksgiving. Uh, it's probably my favorite holiday uh, because I like to eat is the, just the truth. And, and not that we don't eat around, um, not that we don't eat around Christmas. Obviously, we do. Um, but uh, I've, I've always, just growing up in my family, um, mom always did, almost, almost always did, a, or it seemed to me as a kid, had a roast on Sunday. You know, she'd throw in the cock, crock pot before we came over. And again, just living over there in the parsonage, like coming across the parking lot. Um, and uh, we'd get home, you know, and there was a roast and vegetables and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just always remember that gathering around the table. We ate. Uh, that was a big deal in my family growing up, eating around the table. And we, we did that a lot. And I've tried to carry that tradition on in my own, in my own family. But uh, everybody seems to get that one right at Thanksgiving, you know. Um, we, we, uh, we gather around the table and, and usually our extended family has come in and, you know, there's food falling off the table and we have to set up more tables because, uh, there, there's so much food and so many people. And I just, I just love Thanksgiving. And the other part of it, um, not thinking with my stomach here is just that, that shift. If we don't live a daily life like this, that just reminder that we're supposed to be thankful, you know? And, and so I want to encourage you, we're going to do a series over the whole month about this. And you're probably like, what? How can we talk about thankfulness for an entire month? Well, you're going to see, because that's what we're going to do. Um, because I feel like it's just a good, encouraging thing fixed on that. And so I want to, I want to just focus on that for the next five Sundays and all the way through the month. And then we'll, we'll shift gears into some, some uh, Christmas stuff. But, uh, but anyway, I'm... I, I, had, I found this verse, and it's 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and Paul wrote this. He said, uh, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And, and when I began to prepare for, for these messages, I wrote down, even in a pandemic. I just jotted that down. But after this week's event, God, God brought some more things in my world um, to be thankful for, like He always does. And uh, I, if, if you're on Facebook, you kind of already know what happened to my family or, or really what didn't happen to my family. Um, but we had a big oak tree come down in our yard. I know there were lots of trees down uh, all over the place. Um, but uh, if you'd have told me this tree could even hit our house, I wouldn't have believed you until it fell and did. 
And uh, I, I, it was 3.38 in the morning, I, I remember, because I looked at my watch that was still operating. We'd lost power. And uh, thankfully, I had prepared a little bit, and I got spotlights the night before, so everybody had them on their nightstands. And so the power went off, and I really think the reality was that oak tree woke me up. I just didn't know it was the sound of a tree that woke me up. And so I, I was walking down the hallway, and I saw Caden's spotlight on, so I went in his room. I was like, hey, you okay, buddy? He's like, yeah. Dad, a tree fell in the house. I was like, no, son. I, I was like, there's limbs falling. I said, we got a metal roof, dude. When the acorns fall, it sounds like people are shooting at us sometimes. It's like, pow, you know, and all this stuff. And he's like, Dad, a tree fell in the house, man. I'm like, Caden, a tree didn't fall in the house. I was like, I'd have hurt. Do you think we could hear a tree falling on the house? Dad, a tree fell in the house. I was like, hang on. So I, I walked out the back door and had my spotlight, and I was like, Hey, Caden, a tree fell on the house, man. <laughs> He's like, I know, Dad. I was trying to tell you. And, uh, and then when I saw where it was laying, it kind of it like scared me a little bit because I was like, wow, you know, um, that looks like it could have fallen on Caden's room um, more so than it did. And so in the aftermath of the morning and, and finding everything out, um, when I actually lifted the blinds on Caden's window, the branch was pressed up against the window and it, it shattered the outside pane. Um, and we have a dual pane window, and it didn't scratch or crack or anything, the inside pane of that window, which is a half inch from the other pane. And my son's head was right below it. And if you'd have seen the shards of glass we were picking up that, that blew into the yard, it didn't just fall out of the window. I mean, Shay was like, how did glass get all the way over here? I mean, I bet it was a 25-foot radius. And I don't know what would have happened. Who knows? No one knows because it didn't happen. But I'm talking inches. If the tree would have fallen a little further um, in a certain way, it would have blown that glass out all over Caden's head. And, I, you know, and again, if the tree had just fallen a little different, the tree would have landed on the house. And so, you know, it was just one of those moments where I was like, hey, we're coming into a season of, of Thanksgiving, and I'm, I'm preparing messages to be thankful. And... Um, I told Shay, I was like, God, God gave us another story, huh? And uh, it, was, uh, it was pretty crazy, you know, again, not to live in the what-if world, but it was pretty crazy to just see how close, you know, and uh, to just be so grateful and thankful for what didn't happen. Um, in an 18th century classic book called A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, William Law wrote this, Would you know who is the greatest saint in the world? It is not he who prays most or fasts most. It is not he who gives most alms or is most eminent for temperance, chastity, or justice. But it is he who is always thankful to God, who wills everything that God wills, who receives everything as an instance of God's goodness and has a heart always ready to praise God for it. Could you therefore work miracles? You could not do more for yourself than by this thankful spirit, for it turns all that it touches into happiness. And again, not that we're the pursuit of happiness here, you know, but it is an attitude shift. It's a huge attitude shift. Maybe some of you ex have experienced it because you brought this habit into your life, but this habit of being thankful. And, you know, as we've been talking through the spiritual disciplines and all these things, none of this, again, just happens overnight. Very little of it happens naturally. You know, I know, like, as, as we're growing up, we discover things about ourselves, and we have some natural tendencies. Mine's sarcasm. Um, it just, like, spills out. I try to stop it. It doesn't matter. It just spills out. 
Um, and, and so I have a natural tendency, but I don't have a natural tendency to be thankful. Um, and so, uh, in fact, it's just the opposite. Most of the time, it's, it's real easy to get triggered into complaining or being angry or just upset about things instead of being thankful. And so like this, like many other things in our Christian world, it takes practice. It takes effort. It takes building it over time. And so I don't know where you find yourself this morning. If you've, if you've kind of achieved that and you have a habit of being thankful, um, and if you do, great. This is going to be an encouragement to you. If it's something you're missing out on in your life, then I want to encourage you to listen and pay attention and move in your walk with Jesus. Because this is something, again, I love that quote I just read, because it shapes everything. It begins to shift the way you see your circumstances and people around you and all of those things. And for me, it, was, it happened a while back, but I just, someone was confronting me about this issue, and so I just made a little change. I, I said, you know what? The first thing I'm going to do in the morning when I have my morning prayers, and I don't get it right every day, but I'm just going to thank God for something. I'm just going to find something to be thankful for to the Lord. And that has grown over the years. And man, it has been truly a life-changing thing. Um, and so uh, this morning, just going to dig into this a little bit, uh, this idea of being thankful and what it would do for your life if you became more thankful or allow this to mature in your life. Um, First, First Chronicles 6, 30, 16, 34, First Chronicles 16, 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Um, the Bible is full. I have at the bottom of my sermon notes, I have just like verse after, I bet there's over a hundred verses and I probably didn't write them all down. Uh, I was just looking for Thanksgiving verses and harvesting verses and just all the things that are wrapped up around the idea of Thanksgiving. And man, I'm just, I got a slew of them. Um, I won't dump them all on you today. We'll, we'll space them out. But, uh, but anyway, uh, I just, I love this idea and it's such a positive thing in our life. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the point is to understand that every good thing in our life comes from God. James tells us that in, in the first chapter, verse 17, every good and perfect gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. And so when we begin to embrace that truth and understand that truth, and, and I'll always go back to this, man, our fleshly wisdom, man's wisdom is folly when it comes to spiritual things. This is something that God has to help you to understand because it is not hard to turn around and look out in the world right now, right? And see things that are not good. And it's real easy to blame him. And God, why do you allow this? And I know we've all probably been there on something. We've probably asked that question. Yesterday I was at a funeral for a dear uh, friend of ours. She passed away. She lived a life following the Lord. Man, she, she walked it out. She lived it. I love going to funerals where their life is the message. She was the real deal. You know? And people were sad yesterday. I was talking to her husband, and he was just, he was, he just fit right into everything we're talking about today because he was just talking about the things that he's so thankful for and how good God has been to him that he got to live married to her. You know? And I know he's going to have hard days. That's not, that's not what this is. This isn't ignoring the sad things and not dealing with rough things. That's life, and it's going to come our way. And I'm not telling you to just to bottle that up and, well, I'm just going to be positive all the time. No, there's, there's hard things we got to process through and we got to get it out. But having an attitude of thanksgiving and thankfulness is a game changer in your spiritual life. And you can have that in all circumstances. Because, and using the verse properly, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. 
We can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So I want to share a couple of truths with you about what happens when we begin to do this. And the first one is, is that it becomes a regular practice for us. You know, again, if this is not something you're accustomed to, that's okay. You are where you are. Great. Let's start making effort. So what little changes can you make? I shared mine with you. It was just, hey, you know what? When I get up in the morning, my first thing is going to be asking God for stuff. It's going to be thanking God for stuff. And it began to shift my mind, literally rewiring of your brain. It's amazing uh, the, uh, the science behind that, that the more, like how you pour things in to you. Sin will do that to you, man. If you dump your life into sin long enough, it will rewire the way you think and things will impact you differently. Uh, but the same goes true on this side of things, spiritually. Like, so as we begin to be thankful, it literally begins to, to rewire things, and it develops a habit in us. Habits. Oh my goodness, have I been working on that? Um, I've really been trying to grow in my habits to, to help me out in leadership and my spiritual walk and just all these things. And the book I'm currently reading talks about this. And one of the things I love, the idea, and you may be sitting there and be like, well, yeah, Jeff, you didn't know that. Nope. I didn't really pay attention to it anyway, is we set goals a lot, right? You know, in life, like maybe you're not where you want to be, and I'm going to set this goal, and I'm going to set this goal, and we get focused on the goal. And uh, this, this person who wrote this book is like, the success comes in the system, not the goal, the journey. That's right. It's in the system. It's in the little changes every single day that you just commit to make. It's not biting off more than I can chew or putting the horse before the cart. Wait, the cart before the horse. There we go. <laughs> I had my coffee like five this morning. It's not doing those things. It's doing the little things every day that are going to set you up to achieve the goal. It's the baby steps in your spiritual life. Because I know sometimes sitting there in a pew, because I believe me, when God's like pressing this stuff into me, I'm like, I can't do all that. Baby steps. Baby steps. Moses didn't lead the people out of Egypt overnight. He went on a real long journey of lessons to learn before he ever stepped into the role of leadership to shepherd them out of there. Baby steps. Habits. We begin to be thankful instead of uh, critiquing everything or having criticism as our default position or negativity even. Uh, again, I know I've struggled with that um, and so it's when we see something good in our life, it just starts off something simple. When you see something good in your life, giving credit to where good is coming from. Giving credit. Immediately. Letting that be your first thought. Man, thank you, God. You're so good to us. Thank God for it. And then we complain less and less, and it only becomes occasionally. And we learn to practice not complaining, and we learn to practice being thankful. Expressing our thankfulness or gratitude regardless of a situation. This has been an uh, interesting year, to say the least. And I have heard it over and over again. I've been, I've been, uh, it, it's been super encouraging to hear the thankfulness that has come from the things that we have learned. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how, man, you know, I was really missing out on family. I just had let the world kind of blind me to not being with my family. And there was some adjustments there, right, for people, like coming back home and maybe you hadn't experienced some of the craziness in a while. 
But man, I, I think people really opened up and, and awakened to the value of family during this pandemic. And, and it's that kind of stuff. It's, hey, when I'm going through the storm, when I'm going through the trial and the tough things, um, is, is being aware that I can be thankful in all situations. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Why? Because God sees the full picture. I don't care what thoughts you have of God or heaven or earth or anything else. You'll never have the big picture vision that God has. Okay? Ever. And that's where our faith and trust and hope come in, right? That God, there's this thing in place and we just, we're going to trust Him. I've been in the really difficult things and there's people in this room that have been through more difficult things than me and people in this room that haven't been through some things as difficult as me. It's not about a comparison. It's just understanding that we go through the challenges and the difficulties in life that God is there and that He has a big picture view that we just don't have, even though it's really hard to see sometimes and understand. And again, sometimes I just don't think we do see it. I think we just have to fall on trust and faith and just walk through God with it. I always love the thought that when, when uh, all this ends and we're all together with our Father, with Jesus, that all things are going to be made known. Um, that's going to be a, a, a really amazing moment, I think. But just being able to look into every situation clearly and understand that God absolutely has a purpose and a plan. And learning to be gr- grateful in the midst of it. A.W. Tozer wrote, Perhaps it takes a pure faith to praise God for unrealized blessings than for those we once enjoyed or those we enjoy now. Um, being able to thank God for the unknown. Man, that's a tough one, isn't it? I thank God a lot on uh, Thursday morning <laughs> for the unknown. I didn't want to find out what that would have been like. And uh, and just, uh, I, was Romans, I wrote Romans 8, 28 down too, and it, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Again, I know that in the midst of some severe storms, and we're not just talking about physical storms, we're talking about spiritual ones too, it is hard to think that way. But if you've been taking the baby steps and the habits and you develop in this mind of thankfulness, it's a whole lot easier. That you understand, hey, eternity's coming. We're, we're going to be in heaven. We're going to be with the Father. Um, there's a better day on the horizon. It makes that a whole lot easier to transition. Praise God. This was an interesting one I wrote. Praise God when all is well. Think about that for a minute. You know, I know, again, we've all gone through phases of life where the only time we really cry out to God is in the middle of a crisis, right? Or when we need something. When someone's in the hospital or I'm or, or whatever, and we, we save God for the moments of, hey, well, if I really need him, he's there. But learning to just thank Him on the good days. You know, when you're sitting on the mountaintop and just thanking God for the fresh air and the view, right? And that everything is okay. That you had a good day. And nothing crazy happened. And just taking time to stop and thank God because it's a gift from Him. And our flesh just helps blind us to that sometimes. And we don't see it. And we don't think to stop and thank Him for His protection, for His guidance, for the green pastures and the still waters. We just forget. 
It's like when you don't have a cold, right? I was thinking about that with this. And you're just breathing. You don't think about breathing. I'm good. And then you get one of those colds. Man, dry coughing and <laughs> almost hospital or going to the hospital because you've got pneumonia. Who knows? I mean, they just develop into some nasty things. COVID right now, people really struggling breathing when it hits the right person the right way. I bet those people aren't taking breathing for granted. We've been following Mike uh, Buchanan, and he got the double lung transplant. I mean, what an amazing thing. I bet he doesn't take breathing for granted. Not like I am today. I don't have any sniffles. I'm like, woohoo! I didn't even think about it. So I was writing this down. I'm like, man, I need to thank God that I can just breathe. <laughs> Thanking God when everything's okay. Again, just another shift of the way we think and not take Him for granted. Because He's providing good, every good and perfect gift. It's focusing on learning how that in the middle of the crazy and the bad... Good comes from it. Right? Have you ever experienced that? Man, you're going through some really challenging and difficult times, and then out of it comes this great thing or this good thing or this life change or some focus or something. Um, Sometimes it's after a situation ends, a period of time has gone by or something, but you're able to look back and see, hey, man, God was working. God was working and providing. I didn't catch it in the middle of it, man, because I was just getting beat down. But God was working things out for my good. And so it's learning to experience those bad experiences and, and understanding that they can produce a good outcome. Learning to see past the trials is kind of like what we opened up with. Keeping that kingdom focus, that eternal focus, right? Hey, there's, there's more to come. The Bible talks about this. When we endure things, it develops what? Perseverance, Right? It teaches us to hang in there and endure and keep going as God provides and walks us through those difficult times. Learning to make gratitude a part of your interaction with other people. All right? Again, just something that goes unnoticed, man. If, if you did something wrong, I can, I can pick you apart, right? We notice that stuff pretty quick. Oh, you know, they messed up. Oh, like, hey, you need to... But how often do we stop and just thank people? Lots of people are serving one another in this room right here. Sometimes at home, sometimes here at the church. You just take it for granted that the communion is on the, tra- on the table every week. Or that someone takes the offering and counts it. Someone does our taxes. Someone cleans. Someone does things in the parking lot. Someone changes the sign. Someone, And we just like get to where we just don't see those things anymore. And I want to encourage you, it starts at home with your, with your family. Like, what are they doing that you've just... My wife does the laundry all the time. All the time. All the time. There's lots of loads. And I know I don't say thank you enough. So thank you, honey. <laughs> but we do that, right? We just miss it. And again, I'm not saying everybody just needs bowed down to and praised all the time. Don't, don't take it to a place it's not. But learning to be grateful for people and thankful for them and letting them know that, okay? Like verbalizing that and letting them know that you're thankful. Rick, Rick Warren wrote this, to appreciate means to raise in value. 
That's not only true of things, but it's true of people. When you appreciate someone, you literally raise their value. And we ought to appreciate people because it's but it because it increases their self-worth. Just making it a regular practice to say thank you. My four-year-old this week, I'm not gonna say his name because then he'd look at me. I told him to tell his brother thank you. And in the sarcastic tone that he's learned from his dad, he said, I didn't ask him to do nothing. I said, first, you better be glad you're four right now. And I walked over and I got in his face. I made him look me in the eye and I said, I don't care. Your brother did something for you out of the graciousness of his his heart. Say thank you. So he just jumped up and gave his brother, no. Thank you. You I I didn't even hear it, in fact. And I was... And... uh, I said, Caden, did he say, yeah, he said it. I was like, I didn't even, I couldn't even hear him because he didn't want to say it. He said, thank you, you know. But just being thankful for people and letting them know, you know, and, and just, again, this is just encouragement and lifting up the body of Christ. And the other thing, it just, it just brings in a strength. Um, I just think about the times that going through tough situations and, and when this attitude shows up and shifts, like just how it provides strength, and not only to yourself, but to those around you. You know, I, I, again, I've been in some dark places with, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, and things weren't great. Uh, I, I, I know I've shared this in a message before. I remember going to Mexico, and our, like, it was three grand. We handed it to the missionary. We went to eat lunch. i don't not real sure why she laid it on the table, um, but somebody who was a waiter or a waitress thought that was their tip, <laughs> and they got hooked up that day. Um, they didn't really think it. Someone stole it from us. Uh, I was trying to be gentle and nice. Um, someone stole our money, and that was the money our mission team had raised, you know, to <laughs> to, to function for the whole week. And so we gave it to the missionary because she was going to be buying our food and all that kind of stuff. And oh my goodness, she felt so terrible. And we were instantly like, "Hey, man, God provided once; He'll provide again. It'll be fine." She's like, "No, like God." And we're like, "Stop! Like it's over. It happened. We're not getting it back. Like let's just be. We're all here. We're safe." Let's just keep going. And before night fell, um, churches had stepped up and, and completely replaced that, and plus some. And, you know, it just, and again, it just changed the situation, and everybody benefited from just a thankful attitude in that. And I just remember that. And I didn't lead that. I remember someone else just saying that, and I was like, hey, that's true. You know, my first thought was, let's go find them, man. Like, one here's running around like flashing some gas. Let's get them. And that was my thought. That really was my first thought. Um, and, uh, but no, you know, it was just, Hey, hopefully God blesses them with that. Like that's, I, I remember someone saying that and I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like hope he curses them, you know, like I had to grow a little bit. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it provides strength, uh, in a situation when, uh, it doesn't seem like there is any, or when people are feeling down or like things just aren't going, uh, they way, the way they need to. And, uh, obviously, Obviously, you can like cross a line and get out, you know, someone's going through a hard time. You can be like, you should just be thankful, you know, like, come on, you know, learning to, to listen and love through it. But having a, an attitude of gratefulness, it's a game changer for your spiritual life. We're going to be talking about it all month. We're going to be talking about it, what it looks like when we don't have an attitude of thankfulness. And we're just going to be hitting on all that. Don't be thinking about someone else in your family right now. This message was for you, Okay. 
I knew. I could see it. I saw the eyes. I hope they're listening. You listen first. Lead by example, right? I love y'all, and uh, I'm, I am super thankful uh, for our church and the love that is in this this congregation here. It's 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 awesome to be a part of it, and uh, and so as we just journey through this together, just keep that in your prayers. Like, hey God, maybe I don't understand this like I need to, and we need His help, right, to to help these things develop and mature in us. So be just be praying for that. And uh, Thanksgiving's a superpower. It really is. You know, it's not just a holiday. And it really enables us to see past our experiences and embrace how God is moving in our lives. And, and it again, it just impacts everyone, and not just us, but it impacts everyone around us. So I'm going to close with this verse. I was thinking about gluttony a little bit. And so this is a, a verse in Ephesians 5, uh, 18 through 20. And it's not dealing with food, it's dealing with wine. But I was thinking about Thanksgiving because my mind usually instantly jumps to food first. And it says, do not get drunk with wine for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. Lord, I know there's so many things that go unseen, unnoticed, God, um, that we miss, they just fly right over our head, that you're doing, Lord. And, and we're, thank, we're so thankful for the words of truth in, in the Bible that we can lean into, that we can trust, that we can put our faith and hope in. God, that you are working everything out for our good. And that does not mean that every little thing's going to go our way, but that there is a plan in place, a plan that included Jesus dying on the cross to save us from our sins a plan that includes a new body, a plan that includes a new home, God. And we're so thankful uh, to, to get to be a part of that, the kingdom of God, our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm. Praise your name, God. Thank you. Help us to shift our attitude if it needs shifting. Help us to take steps in our maturity in this place if, it needs, if that needs to be. God, help us to influence others, to mentor, to love um, to just help others in the journey. God, if we're further down the road, Lord, help us to embrace this as a lifestyle, not just a month we celebrate Thanksgiving. Lord, if anybody's got anything weighing on their heart today or a decision that you've been prompting them on, God, you know, we just want to invite them. Lord, so help them take that step. God, thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. Let's stand and sing our invitation hymn.